Hey, welcome back to Software Social. This episode of Software Social is sponsored by NoCo. When you're bootstrapping on the side, every free moment counts. But do you really know how you're spending those moments? Which days you're most productive? If your product has time sinks that just don't pay? Here's one way to find out. NoGo is a time tracker designed to help you learn from the time you track. And NoGo makes it frictionless to give yourself good data, too. You can even log time directly from your GitHub commit messages. Try NoGo today and save 15% off every plan forever. Visit nogotime.com slash social pod to start making your time work for you. So, Michelle, how are things going with the book? They're going. They're going. Um, so I checked the numbers the other day, and between the PDF and the paperback and Kindle editions, sold 210 copies so far. Wow. Don't most books, don't most self-published books only sell 250 copies over their lifetime? It's almost like I happened to, like, slack that the other day. <laughs> it's like you set me up for that one so we can talk about how awesome you are. Um, yeah, I was actually kind of like, I was like, okay, you know, that's good. Like, because I think I kind of went into this and it was like worst case scenario, like everybody on the newsletter list buys it, right? Like, because those people are interested in what I'm saying. So that, and, and it's about like 300 people on that list. So I was like, okay, like, you know, that's, that's good. That's solid. And then, yeah. And then I was someone kind of prompted me to like they were they were like that's really good and I was like is it and um it turns out the average self-published book only sells like 250 copies total lifetime and then the average published book like publisher published book sells 3,000 copies two to 300 of which would be in its first year okay so, wow consider that we're a month into this I guess it's pretty good yeah, you're already you're already killing that record. That's amazing. And the funny thing is I feel like I haven't really like done anything. Like um and I mean no, I feel like you know, I've been tweeting about it probably incessantly. And I sent out a couple of newsletters where I mentioned it. But I think you challenged me to be on what, like ten? 20 I feel like it was twenty podcasts. podcasts. 20. Oh, I was hoping it was ten, but I think it is twenty. <laughs> So I I've, I've recorded two so far. None of them are okay. out yet. I have another one. I have two more on the calendar. Oh, okay. And then I was just so someone was just like DMing me this morning about being on theirs. And there's one that I like I need to do my own recording. For. Like there's some things in the hopper. Like basically when I like DM with people about this, then I like – I've been emailing myself the link to the DMs because I always lose my DMs and can't ever find anything. So I email it to myself with the link to the DMs and then I've been tagging them as podcast. And then I have okay. like a folder in my email. <laughs> so it's about like, I have a list of like 10-ish so far. That's great. 10 is a lot, Michelle. Good for you. Yeah. So I feel like I haven't really started to promote it yet. So you were saying the other day how like you were trying to get some content out and how you've been like struggling to get it out for like three months yes and I was. how one of our mutual friends said Colleen like get it together Michelle just published a whole book in five months 
That's literally what happened. It was hilarious. We were chatting and I was complaining. I don't know if complaining is the right word, you know, lamenting the fact that I was struggling to write a piece of content. He very tactfully pointed out that you managed to write an entire book. (laughs) So he was like, I think you can write a piece of content. But on that note, at like, I, I think the rate at which I got the book out was, um, I think it was so fast because first of all, I had all of it in my head, like, and it was just a matter of like, I need to go find the reference for this thing. It's not like I needed to go find new references and find, like, I didn't really have to find any new content for it. Um, but the other thing is, is I think I was kind of in a like hyper focused black hole but like a very extended one for like five months where basically all of my free time was getting spent on this and it's kind of I, I don't know like last night all of a sudden I felt exhausted like and not like physically uh. exhausted but I was like oh my god I like I'm 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 tired like I have been running full tilt at this and now I'm tired and it was, I mean, it was good yeah. timing, right? Because the book is out. But like, I, it, it was weird. I had this moment where I was like, you know, I, one of my favorite things to do is just like, while I'm eating lunch or whatever, just to like sit down with the New Yorker. And I usually read it as soon as I get it. I even get it shipped overseas. And I have a stack of them a foot high still in the packaging that I have not read and I like had this and I looked at it and I was like that's not like me like that's really unlike me to have and I have like just like a stack of books I really wanted to read and I haven't read a not a a fiction book in like six months I was like this is all very unlike me like and I was like I think I'm like really close to getting burned out actually like I'm like I I just didn't realize how fast I was going I think might might sound kind of weird but but yeah I just I didn't realize it and then so on and all of a sudden last night I was like I'm exhausted oh my gosh I'm yeah um, and so I don't think the pace at which I wrote the the book, should, I, I don't think it should u- be used as the standard um, <laughs> because I don't think it was very healthy. And also I already had all of it in my head and I just needed so to it was interesting get it out. While you were saying that, I was thinking about the episode you did with Marie mm-hmm. and you both talked about how you had these tendencies to go into something full tilt with no breaks. And I remember there was one part where you talked about like someone would be talking to you, like maybe your husband, and you'd be still be thinking about your book in your head. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's really interesting. So for you, it's like the way it seems to be like, this has been like such a sprint for you. And now your body's just like, <gasps> like, what do they call it? Adrenaline fatigue yeah. where your body's just yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. So do you feel, I mean, how are you feeling about it now? Do you want to take a break from it? Do you just want to sleep for a month? Like wh- where's your headspace? <laughs> I'm a parent, so I can't sleep for a month. Like, that's, not <laughs> ha- that's not happening. Not allowed. Yeah. I, I mean, so I like going into this, like in June, I was kind of like, oh, and I'll, you know, I'll do the audiobook in the fall. Like when school starts again, like I have a little more time, like we'll, we'll do that in the fall. Um, and now I think with everything coming out, I've been like, oh, I need to like start recording that. Cause like, I I think it's this combination of like genuinely enjoying that and also getting a lot of positive reinforcement about it and just like failing to like check in with myself of like, am I taking care of myself? Am I doing the things that like help me feel like me and kind of calm me down on a daily basis? And the answer to that was like, basically no. Like I realized I haven't even been on the trampoline in like two weeks. 
And I was like, what Aww. is going on? Like, and I just felt stressed like constantly. And I was like, where is this feeling coming from? And I think I've been feeling like, oh my God, where am I going to get this time to like record the audiobook? Like I keep not like, you know, just with, you know, child being home and lack of summer camps and like just, it, it's just kind of been sort of chaotic and I can't find that time. And I was like, but I don't have to get it out. Like one of the reasons why I published this myself, like did self-publishing was so I didn't have a publisher breathing down my neck saying, okay, now you need to get this out. You need to go record this, this here. You need to, you know, go give these talks or whatever, or do these interviews. Like I purposefully intentionally did not do that. Like I could have gone through the whole publisher rigmarole if I wanted to, like, I'm sure if I had pitched it, you know, well enough, like I could have gotten someone to to publish it. But I chose not to do that because I wanted to do it at my own pace and on my own terms. And because I am not in this to sell books, I'm just, you know, in it to help people. Yeah. And well, like and that sounds alignment of incentives. And but like, I think I lost track of that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think so? I have a question for you. And this again, um, is based in what I heard you and Marie talking about. Could you have done it at a pace that enabled you to care for yourself and would have been a little bit slower? I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, I'm just I wondering no if that, no. that sounded like that's your, that's kind of the way you work. Like you get super yeah, focused and you're all super in. bursty. But to your own yeah. health detriment, right? Yes. And your own kind this, of life this, detriment. This is a recurring problem. <laughs> Right. That's what I was basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause I think, and I, and, and I think this, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I always want to be careful when I'm talking about ADHD things. Cause it's like, is this a me thing or is it an ADHD thing? And like in recent years, I've learned that a lot of things that I thought were me things are actually ADHD things, but I'm not an expert in it. So I don't know. I think the thing about it is when I do get focused on something, I'm so scared of that focus going away that it like builds this kind of anxiety of like, oh my God, if I don't get this out, it's never going to get, it's never happening. Like I'm going to like, it's like, I have to take advantage of this focus while I have it because it just feels like this scarce resource that like might slip away at any moment. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. So what I'm trying to lead into with this, this line of questioning is when you start recording the podcast, are you again going to be spun up into a don't sleep, don't read a book, work every night. I mean, just what you know of yourself. Like, do you think that you're going to do that again? I think I need to not do that. And right. I think I need to like, I maybe I should like dedicate a day where it's like, I'm only doing these recordings on this day. Because also, it, you know, it requires like, it sort of basically requires the house to be quiet. And like, you know, so when I'm recording, even recording this podcast, like, Matias can't be in the office and you know Nigel our dog he needs to not be in the room and so like he kind of needs like take them it's like so it does require a little bit of coordination for us so I think I need to maybe just do it like one a day like what have like one day a week where I'm doing it and also I can't release like 10 chapters in a week because nobody would have time to listen to that I think I'm sort of mentally thinking like three for the for the private podcast for the book. So I think I need, a I week? need to like three a week. Yeah. No, one a week, one a week. But if one I did week. one a week, I think there's like 50 something chapters in the book. It's going to take a whole year. 
I don't know. I don't know. I guess What's if, so bad if about that? I'm just people, saying, we'll like, see. Let's see. <laughs> let me know what you think, people. Like, if you are interested in the private podcast of my book that'll, that is basically, like, it's going to all get compiled up and turned into the audiobook. So I'm doing a pre-sale for it. If you would want it once a week or three times a week or twice a week, or if you don't mind it being a whole year, tweet at me. Let me know. Um, I think it depends on how long it takes you to read a chapter. I'm big on like 20 to 35 minute podcasts. That's, exactly so that's probably two be. chapters. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably two or three chapters. I don't, I don't remember. I did the, I did a demo of the first chapter and I, I think it was like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. So I, okay. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably good about 30 minutes. So yeah. let's circle back to what, um, sorry, circle back. That's such a You're so corporate. nerdy term. <laughs> I know, right? I'm so I can talk corporate like you wouldn't believe on that thing. (laughs) Synergy. Um, So, but seriously though, let's circle back to what you were saying. You were originally thinking you were going to do it in the fall. So, and we kind of got off topic. So, are you now saying you want to push it even more? No, I think I'm going to go back to that. I was basically originally yeah pull it forward, right? And that's just not going to happen. Like, and I need and I don't think there's a need to from myself. Yeah. There's no need. Like, I'm just, I am the one putting the stress on myself for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. I totally mm. think that is a good move, especially since this is a marathon, right? Not yeah. a sprint. And you already have tons of momentum and your book is just selling itself. Like, it's really cool, Michelle. I don't know if it's selling itself. Like, it's, I've mostly sold it to like people who know me or, you know, some. So I'm, while I was reading it at the part about Stripe, all I could think was like, Michelle should do a deal with Stripe where they like buy 20,000 copies of the book and give it to like all the Stripe employees. I don't know how many employees. They probably Stripe, if you're interested in that, let me know. Because <laughs> you, you reference them a lot, like the way they try to, you know, facilitate and work with their customers. And I was like, oh my gosh, you should just sell it to Stripe Corporation. Actually, I did, I did do like a portfolio-wide deal with Com- Company Fund formerly Ernest Capital, where they basically Ooh, bought it and they, yeah. they just bought an unlimited license to share it with all of their portfolio companies. Nice. Yeah. How did you figure out, I don't, I'm, I don't know if you want to share the amount you sold that for, if not, it's fine. But how did you even figure out how to price an unlimited license? Uh, I mean, it was basically, okay, what's the price of my book times the number of companies they have? And then let's just give them a nice discount on that. Mm. And it's a the PDF it. version too. It's not the physical copy, which would be a little, I mean, I guess I could do that. Awesome. Well, yeah. it sounds like the book stuff is going great. And I'm glad that you, you have been, you know, reflective enough to see what it has done to you. Yeah. <laughs> sounds terrible, but like to kind of see where it's put you and how you've stopped caring for yourself. So you can walk that back before you're totally burned out and you know, you have to hide in your raspberry bushes. <laughs> I do love. By the way, I'm so I'm so jealous. You have raspberry bushes. Who has raspberry bushes? They are an absolute delight. Like I was out there earlier, and just like there's the bees are just being busy bees and just not stinging me yet, you know. But like just going around, and then it's like treasure hunting because raspberries are just like they're just these like sneaky little things that like hide behind the um, the leaves. Anyway. If you want, if you want to see some farm tweets, yeah, um, yeah. So I need to, I need, I think I need to schedule it because I think again, that's sort of an ADHD thing. Is like, I do really well with structure, and I don't do well with internally 
um provided structure like like because i can just move my own deadlines like you know i mean the reason why i got the book out so fast actually is because i was like i need to get this out before i have to start danish classes before i'm vaccinated and originally the danish vaccine calendar said that people in our age group would not be vaccinated until september so i or well i kept moving but it was august to september and so i was like okay i need to get it out by august and then actually like we were able to get vaccinated in May. But anyway, and then I was like, okay, and then I need to start Danish lessons. And so I'm going to be starting Danish lessons in the fall. And so like that was that like deadline that I had to get it out because once I start doing that like six hours a week, like I'm not going to – like that's where my free time is going to go. So I – you know, I think your own content project, it doesn't have a like big looming deadline yeah. like that in, in front of it. And sometimes I need things to be urgent in order to get them done. Didn't we talk yes. about that last week yeah. or two weeks ago? I told oh, you about that urgent, podcast. What I was need... it? The urgent versus It was important. urgent versus important. Yeah. And it was from some Eisenhower came up with it. I don't know if Eisenhower came up with it, but I think they used it in context of Eisenhower. Um, I have to look up the podcast, but it was so good. It was just about the psychology between behind something that's urgent versus something that's important. And I was like, yes, I need to make it urgent. Like, And, <laughs> and how do you make your own deadlines urgent, right? Like, how do you, because you're right. If you can just move them. Like you have to do something. Ooh, this could be like a whole nother thing. I mean, everyone's trying to figure this problem out, right? Like how do you make your own things you know you should do? Health stuff, working out, writing content pieces. How do you make them urgent? Yeah. I think you can also, you know, you can make them annoying too. Like, um, like I've seen a bunch of people talking about going out and running every single day and it's like just run for 20 minutes every day it doesn't matter how fast or how slow or if you do sprints or whatever but put your shoes on first thing in the morning and don't take them off until you've done running so basically until you like if you get annoyed by having them on all the time then you just have to go do your run and get it over with right you're like this is annoying i should try that (laughs) yeah i think for me the content stuff is I mean, when Matt said that about how you wrote a book in three months, you know, and I couldn't much nicer than that, but he was basically like, and you haven't written a single piece of content. I, I, it, it gave me pause. Cause I was like, you're right. Like I am someone since I have been young, like hated English class. I love to read. Like I'm a voracious reader, but I have never enjoyed writing like English papers. And I think with developer focused content, I have this mental block to start because I know it's going to take a long time mm. and it's going to take a long time because I, and by a long time, I don't mean five months. I mean like a couple hours <laughs> and it, it's going to take a long time because when you write really in-depth developer focused content, even though I already know these things, I, you know, the ecosystem is always changing. So I'll have to go back and make sure this is still the best way to do it and make sure that you know, I'm referencing all the right versions of Ruby and Rails and active storage and I get all the new stuff in and then you need screenshots and I don't know. It just, so it's this meant, it will probably take me three hours. Like that doesn't sound hard when I say that to you, but man, I'm having a hard time blocking it out and just doing it. Would it be easier for you to record a video or a screen share of it and then make a transcript of that and then use the transcript to write the content? That's a good idea. Yeah, because then probably. you just get it out, and because like then I just do it. Yeah, I can see you're like, okay, out. I need to reference the right version of this, and I need to figure that out before I release it. But like, you don't actually have to. Like, that's something that you could just 
edit later and like basically just make your documentation expanded version of this video and like some people genuinely prefer watching videos to reading something i am not one of those people but i'm told they exist um <laughs> and i mean that could if it might make it easier for you to create it that's a great idea i need to just get it out and i have this like oh it's gonna be hard i'm gonna have to spin up a new rails app not that it's hard to spin up a new rails app it literally takes five seconds but it's just like and then i'm like oh are my dependencies gonna be up to date and blah 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 um, I think that's a great idea. I think I'll just I'll just word screen share vomit something and then at least I'll have the basic building blocks of oh my gosh, I have an idea. Yeah. So I have hired my sister and I think we've talked about this before. The problem is she is not a developer and so she cannot write me any content, but I could screen share word mind dump mm -hmm. and then I could send it to her. And she could turn it into words yes. on a paper. Yes, That's a great idea. That's brilliant. It's go. brilliant, Michelle. We're going to do that next week, maybe. Um, no, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's definitely something I want to do. That's a great idea. That's totally what I'm going to do. I cannot move simple file upload forward at the speed I want it to move forward. And so I'm trying to be patient with myself. And the thing about SAS... It's still just, it's like just making me money, even though I'm doing nothing but responding to support requests. Like it's like magical money, Michelle. It's so cool. Um, so maybe on a, like, if you look at it from a business perspective, it, it hasn't really, what, what's that hockey stick thing everyone's into? I haven't really hockey sticked, but it's still pretty cool. So, I mean, just it's casually making you a thousand dollars a month, which is nothing to sneeze right? at. Like, <laughs> that's, that's like, like there's Pretty a lot cool. of people who would want to have that. And that's, and it's very like, yeah, and I'm just yeah. re re replying to support. Like that's, that's a pretty big achievement. The thing that's cool about simple file upload is like 95% feature complete. So I just need a little more push to get it over the edge. And then it's just like little things. I've noticed every time I, I, I grab a chunk of time to work on it. It's not like big architectural decisions, except for this subdomain thing, which is causing me infinite headaches. Besides that, once that gets sorted out, it's a couple, I can, I can make an impact in like three to four hours on it. Like I can do three to four hours. I can implement a feature and you know, it's good. So it doesn't require that much time. And the other thing is if you're 95% there, do the other 5%. And then if the stuff after that is stuff that you don't want to do like marketing and whatnot, like, yes, you can hire people to do that. Or you can just throw it up on micro acquire and see what, you know, people bid like, I have, so we talked a little bit about that last week. Yeah. That is an interesting idea. This thing is almost completely hands off. And it, as you just said, like it just brings in some money. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I think last week as part of my keep myself accountable podcast, I said <laughs> I was going to get a test, <laughs> a test domain set up on my website. I still don't have that because I'm having a very frustrating time with like architecture challenges. I did all the things I needed to do. I got Rails to 6.1. I set up proxying through my app, but now I'm I'm just having trouble like with the subdomain, I'm sorry, with the CDN and the subdomains and the routing and this kind of stuff like DNS and routing and subdomains and CDNs are not things I am intimately familiar with. Like they're usually things you just set up once and you let them be and they're just hanging out. So this whole wildcard subdomain thing is new. I've never done it before. And it's causing a lot of headaches. So I'm hoping this week it's going to be the same, same goal. 
And this week I'm going to add the goal of doing a screen share for my sister so we can start pumping out content. Nice. Yeah. That was a lot of words, but yeah, that's the goal. Cool. I should write that down. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap us up for this week. Thank you so much for listening to Software Social. We will talk to you again next. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality, Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outsetta, Justin Jackson, MegaMaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from ConsentKit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of WorkCited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Convini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.